Miss Marvel is a new superhero coming-of-age miniseries on Disney+. It stars Iman Vellani in her first acting role as Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. It is the seventh Marvel show to premiere in Phase 4 after WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. Welcome to today's episode, where we discuss the latest installment of a different series every show. It's June 9th. Let's begin. Let's talk about this first episode. Despite being the start of an origin story, Miss Marvel, Episode 1, Generation Y, shares the same title as the second volume of the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel comic book series. What is the name of the first volume? I'll give you three options. Okay. Okay. Miss Marvel, Volume 1, Family Dysfunction. Miss Marvel, Volume 1, No Normal. Miss Marvel, Volume 1, Kamala Khan, You Dig It. Uh, Miss Volume. Miss Volume? <laughs> That's not the right answer. Miss Marvel Volume 1, Family Dysfunctions, right? Why Why do you think it's Family Dysfunctions? Because that's what this full first episode is about. It's about her and her family? Yes, yeah, a very tumultuous relationship, mostly with Kamala and her mom. Okay, well, actually, it's Volume 1, No Normal. Wait, really? Yes, because she's living in this world where she wants to be normal, and everything about her lifestyle is just a little bit different than everyone else her age. This episode was pretty normal. I mean, especially for like an MCU You mean her show? lifestyle? Do you think that's why they changed it to the second volume's Probably. title, Generation Y? Yeah, I mean, like, you don't even get her powers until like 35 minutes into the episode. Oh, yeah, you don't get it until the first issue. And it's, and I mean, like, I knew people like this back in high school. I mean, like, she has oh, really? like a set group of friends and just, yeah, I mean, like, everything seemed pretty normal, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> well, let's first identify her. You have Kamala Khan. I wrote that she wants to be normal. She's very conscious of her differences. I described her from the way that I was reading her in the comics and also from the interviews that I was... But I didn't watch the episode like you did, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. Very conscious of her differences. American-Pakistani, first-generation immigrant. Her parents are from Pakistan. I think her brother actually moved from Pakistan as well when he was like five years old, at least in the comics. She's Muslim. Yeah, her brother Amir. She yes. also loves Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, her she's a nerd, uh, 16 years old, strict, overbearing parents uh, who don't allow her to go to parties, struggles with her identity, and craves to fit in with Western culture. How would you describe her any, any different than what I just said? No, I mean, that sounds pretty closely related to who she is in the first episode. She's, she's been described as the modern-day Peter Parker, but from New Jersey, since she's from Jersey City, <laughs> New Jersey, and also is in high school and is, like, just trying to do good. I mean, in, in terms of, like, Peter Parker's social life, yeah. But okay. nothing, like, nothing like the character. Well, Peter Parker is enthusiastic. He's charismatic. I think that's what people were pulling from here. I didn't really get Kamala as being charismatic. In fact, she's kind of sarcastic a lot of the time. Yeah, but, like, sarcastic in a way that's... Like, Kate Bishop is sarcastic in her show, too, yeah. in Hawkeye. And she also idolizes an Avenger, who she, she sees saving the world at the beginning. This is very similar to that, because, like you said, she idolizes Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. She finds her the most powerful Avenger. She finds her pretty. She finds her popular. popular. She finds her basically the best. She wants to be her. Yeah. She wants to emulate her if she had superpowers. It's part of the reason she and even, writes fan fiction. Yeah, even in the first like scene of this show, she's already giving like a recap of Avengers Endgames using like pencil drawings, like tape push pins as Hawkeye's arrows. It reminded me a to lot. To the audience? Of, like, yeah, to the audience. For like a YouTube video. But like it reminded me like a school 
Oh, so not like a meta type no. Deadpool. No, it, it, was, it was just like, yeah, she, she runs a YouTube channel and she's just like using these like pencil drawings. Is it called YouTube in the MCU? Yeah. In the comic books, they call it MeTube. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of like how iCarly couldn't actually use things like Apple, so they use like iPair and different things like that. But yeah, no, we are introduced to Kamala. She's a 16 year old kid. And the last thing I'll add about her personality is from the Den of Geek, it said that she's self centered with a burgeoning kind of youthful optimism and scrappy overconfidence of like this type of teenager. She's not very optimistic in this episode. Like within the first 10 minutes, she's having an interview with her counselor, uh, Mr. Wilson. And Mr. Wilson is talking about how she has to kind of get her life together, like figure out what college she's going to be going to no no no. she's not getting like bad grades but she just doesn't really have a plan as to where her life is going and so like when mr wilson tells her that she has to kind of get that in check she is like very taken aback by it well she does have sort of a support group in her family right like she's got her brother amir she's got yusuf her father and maniba her mother she's got friends in nakia and bruno right those are yeah and then even some acquaintances though those are more of rivalries and like zoe well zoe apparently used to be like really good friends with them but then she became popular on instagram or something like that oh that's the way they rewrote it yeah that's not exactly the way it is in the comics but all the people that i mentioned do you get a chance to meet them do you get a chance to yeah figure out who i they would are? say the second main character probably in this show is bruno did like you recognize him no i didn't he, I he's didn't. played by matt lintz and he was henry from the walking dead who is Henry? Oh, the brother from The Walking Dead? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, oh, like you were saying, Amir, that was her brother. She is very close with him. Like, he actually seems like he's the nice older brother. Yusuf, she likes her father. She has a he's, very... He's nice. He's not... Because in the comics, he's a little lazy. He's definitely not going to step in on her behalf in front oh, of her really? parents. Cause, no, because he does something like that. Like He does step in on I her thought they. I thought they might change that. Yeah, Yusuf, like, yeah. she has a good relationship with her father. It's her mother, Maniba, who like she has a very tumultuous relationship with. You Why? Know what What's this, the problem? She, it just seems like they get in a fight over everything because Maniba is very restrictive. What do you mean by everything? Okay, so the main thing in this episode is Kamala and Bruno want to go to AvengerCon. It's practically just comic-con but because the avengers actually exist in this world so her passion isn't for school it's for superheroes right and she she really wants to be part of this like uh, carol danvers or like captain uh, marvel type of runway thing where they give the prize to someone with the best captain marvel costume you feel like the high school counselor would have been like hey there's this uh, agency called shield but to get into it you need a college education like to try to push her towards some form of passion that falls into education, well, they knowing might, that it would lead to her Avengers love. They might not know that she's like obsessed with Captain Marvel because she. It I, just seemed like from her personality that it was obvious to everybody. Well, yeah, definitely to her friends, Bruno. I mean, that's the reason why Bruno like made her costume and, and things like that. But that oh, like, he makes the costume. Yeah, makes a costume for Captain uh, Marvel. I'll tell you this: AvengerCon doesn't exist in the uh, comic at least in the first few issues yeah because that i was wondering because this is where the full like first episode is what it's all about but the main problem is is that kamala whenever she's speaking to her mom about it and kind of her dad but really her mom is like saying no i'm not gonna allow you to go this thing at all you don't know it could be very dangerous that's that's been replaced by just a normal high school party that she wanted to go to and it was her dad who was the one who was so adamant finding uh-huh. out that there was boys there that she couldn't go 
Yeah, that reminds me actually of the first Spider-Man film, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's like Peter Parker, he has this like high school party that he wants to go to. So you are relating it to that character. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. Okay. So yeah, there's her family there, which are which are strict, but apparently she still finds a way of making it to the Avenger Con. There, there's some things that happens before. Like we see, actually, it's what goes into the intro is that like she wants to try and pass her driving test, but then she ends up accidentally like backing into the car. Like SpongeBob? Yeah. Like her instructor's car is the one that she backs into okay. so like i it was weird i it feels so this is like place. a full-out comedy <laughs> yeah i mean it basically is it's definitely the most kid-friendly version of what the mcu has tried to like come out with when i saw TV the trailer shows. i was like this is the most disney channel-ish marvel yeah i was even thinking myself that i've seen i was even thinking myself if this was shown on disney channel it would probably be like wow <laughs> it would probably be like the best one that they had that said though the post discussion online has been all over the place if you had to walk away from this episode and you were like these are the four things that people are talking about what would those four things be it's like family okay, at the at the end of the episode yes. this was probably my favorite part of it oh um, don't give away what they are just tell me like the thing so you're saying the okay end of yeah the, the, the end credit scene oh the post credit scene yeah the post that's credit number scene. four so ding 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 okay i would say maybe her powers possibly nope no okay uh, that, that was any me. other guesses Honestly, I can't, I can't, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I'll just, I'll say them here. There's Scott Lang doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah, she she mentions that. That was beginning. a big talking point. There was Dad Hulk, whatever that is, you'll have to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And then there's Thor being a gamer. Thor being a gamer, but he's a gamer in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, but apparently people really like that they brought that back. I don't think I even caught it here, but actually the Dad Hulk thing that you were talking about was like kind of very close to where I was in the plot. Uh, it was one of my favorite parts of the episode as well. So Amir on Kamala's behalf kind of steps in and is like, hey, did she, he talks to the parents and is like, you might want to think about maybe actually bringing her to AdventureCon. So she wants to go with her parents. No, she doesn't to- She doesn't want to go with her parents. But oh. and, and we don't even see Amir talk to them about it, but we know that that's what happened because the next scene is that Kamala comes back from school and then and the mom comes in and is like, hey, so we know that you want to go to Avengers Con and, and all that stuff. And that's fine. But there's a couple conditions that we want. One, you have to go with your dad. And then she's like, and I also made you this uh, this thing. As you, you can go as Hulk. But of course, she really wants to go as Captain Marvel. But then she open, the mom opens up the door and the dad comes in with like full on green makeup and like another uh, costume. Does it look good? No, it looks awful. That was the whole entire point. And then the mom was like, and he can be big Hulk and you can be mini Hulk. <laughs> and the dad's like really excited about it. And then Kamala just snaps. She's like, no, this is absolutely awful. I do not want to A, go to Avengers Con with my parents. That would be humiliating. And I, I would just absolutely hated and i thought that honestly de- honestly in like comic-con type things I, I haven't been to one but from what i've seen it doesn't seem like that would be that humiliating it seems it would fit in with like well, she, most of she the definitely aesthetic. didn't want to be hulk i i, I do i no, do know I what that. you're saying uh but no i i actually did kind of feel bad for the dad because the dad <laughs> i think a lot of the internet did too. yeah yeah because i don't know he, the way that he acted it he also said a line um the mom leaves angry she's like ah because <laughs> Uh, I think he's got the most acting credit from the past. Right. Just not all um, from America. And yeah. yeah, and the dad says something like, you're not going, which was half oh. like, you're not going because she wasn't going to go. And also half, you're not going because like, I don't want to go with you now. And I felt really bad for, in that scene. because How was great like, would it be if the rest of the episode was her grounded and her dad actually did go to Comic-Con or AdventureCon <laughs> and then he got the power? <laughs> 
Well, no, the, so we learned that, the, I should probably bring that up. Early on in the episode, Kamala, like, picks up this artifact, apparently from her grandma. Yeah. And then, like, the mom is like, put that down, and we don't mm-hmm. know why, but she brings it to Comic-Con because, so, yeah, it was weird because they go through, like, this whole entire elaborate plan. How did she escape plan. her parents? Yeah. It, it was an elaborate plan that Kamala is coming up with. But all it really boiled down to is uh, she, like, jumps Open out the window, the window <laughs> jumps out the window, doesn't even lock the door. Like, if for some reason they have this, like, weird type of advice where it's, like, if the parents open up the door, Kamala's voice will come through and be like, I'm changing or something like that. Oh, like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off type but situation. But, yeah, but they don't even lock the door. And I was like. I get that. A lot of households, that's not a normal thing to ever lock If your you're door. going to be going so far That would be so suspicious. Escape, no, that would be so suspicious. Uh, yeah, I know. I was I was not willing to buy it. But the point is, is that, yeah, so Bruno and her, uh, she jumps out the window. They make it to, like, this bus thing. Again, she went through, like, this whole elaborate plan, but that's all it was. Like, she just had to jump For onto a 16 year old that's a pretty good plan. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so they, they actually make it to Avengers Con. Uh, she goes up in, in her costume. Uh, she uses the artifact, um, like, on her hand. And when she has to, like, do Oh, yeah, because this is the competition you were talking about where it was almost like a Charlie Chaplin look-alike right thing, yeah this is a miss marvel look-alike yeah. thing and so she gets up there and she discovers what and suddenly this is when the powers kick in like the last 10 as minutes. soon as she puts the thing on yeah does she feels something different yeah you see like this like purple haze kind of come around her uh-huh. and then when she walks up on stage suddenly these like power bursts are coming out of her wrists and uh and it, she can't control them yeah she can't control that all but the audience thinks that like it's, it's part, part of her of costume show. however it wreaks havoc like there's this big mannequin of ant-man and then ant-man's head like rolls off and then that's when it starts like to go around the whole entire avengers con and people are having to jump out of the <laughs> way at one point in time the top of like thor's hammer there's this big thor hammer at the on the ceiling it breaks off and it starts swinging around all of Avengers Con. And Zoe, kind of someone that we've seen kind of be a boy throughout the whole episode. Goes Zoe's up. there? Yeah, Zoe's so there. So she's, she's a big Marvel fan she's, too? Yeah, she's a, she's in a Captain Marvel costume. She walks up to Kamala and is like, can I get a picture? And then Kamala's like, look out. Kamala ducks. And I thought Zoe was dead. This hammer swings and like absolutely just demolishes her. Like, and I, I thought for sure if this was real life, she would be gone. I was like, is this suddenly invincible season two? Because I was like, Zoe's dead. But no, it, all it caused was like her to kind of be knocked on the ground. Um, and then I have two questions about Avengers yeah. Con. The first one is, did they include the cast of the musical? No, I wish they did. That would have been a great, like, second. It would have been a great comeback <laughs> or a connection between the two. And then also, does Marvel actually exist in the MCU? Because apparently there were logos for Marvel on certain things at the Avengers. Oh, Marvel. I didn't catch that. That's so, what... like, people were making it a brand almost. Well, they you were know, saying... there, is, there is in Logan, there is that, like, point in the story where suddenly she pulls out, like, an X-Men comic book. Yeah. So that so especially because of the 20th Century Fox uh, Marvel merger, it? I don't know. Maybe Stan Lee's still there. But that doesn't make sense because we've seen Stan Lee and people would recognize him and they'd be like, "What? Well, well, he's actually hanging well, he out play with a different character." I don't, I don't know, but I mean, like um, they cast Stan Lee. <laughs> no, no, I mean they cast someone to play Stan oh, Lee. Oh no, that, that would go would that so would go weird. awful. Horribly. Okay, so yeah, Anyways, those were my yeah. two questions. So, uh, so uh, yeah, like she wins a competition, but then they end up leaving Bruno and her. So um, they, even though they've destroyed the place or destroyed, well, the, she would have won the competition. I don't think she actually like gets surprised because everything is just going crazy. And at she's this more point. concerned about wait, what just happened to me? 
me. Right, yeah. And okay. so and so Kamala and Bruno, they go home. She sneaks in through a window window and the mom's there catching her. Yeah. Basically. Obviously. And being like you I mean, really, she was gone for hours, what did yeah. you think would happen? Yeah, like I think it was even like the plan was that they were supposed to make it back by ten, but because of all the things that happened, she makes it back by like midnight and then the mom is like, You have to like really start to figure out and get your life together. Like lying to your parents, all this stuff is not okay. She leaves, and then uh, Kamala kind of smiles. Was, were those believable interactions between her and her parents? I heard that that was sort of the strength of the show. That was the strength of the show? I mean, because it was a lot of people who... I definitely didn't think that was unrealistic, but I've also seen it in a ton of different TV shows before. Oh, so it didn't feel new. Yeah, not not really. Um, but yeah, no, then Kamala kind of looks at her hand, and she sees the purple haze surrounding it again. And then, my favorite part, uh, after the, all the credits, the Wait, end Wait, so that's how it ends. It ends that, with her just looking at her hand and being like, wow, I have right, this new ability. Cosmic powers. Interesting. But the end of the uh, end credit scene, my favorite part is when suddenly the person, uh, Arian Moyad, is that his name? The person from yes. Spider-Man man no way home no i know the cop he uh also from succession succession but also i'm talking from but i mean he's reprising his role in spider-man no way home here yeah but what was it what was it inventing anna yeah he's also the lawyer i, in that. I also he's think been in a lot lately. mr mercedes I think <laughs> but he, he was, plays dodc agent p cleary right and be, and uh, apparently kamala's like powers that she uses at avengers con has gone viral has alerted the system right and the cops are or the cops are like yeah um on the case yeah and he's like bring her he's, in i think this is actually a special designated unit an offshoot of shield that is going to come that's, after That's, yeah, her. yeah. And that makes more sense because he's like, bring her in, and then that's where the episode ends. Interesting. So I have so I have some pros and cons. Um, one was the fact that when Mr. Wilson is talking to Kamala and to saying that she needs to think about her future in colleges, it was definitely exaggerated, but still exactly how I remember it back then. It brought back war flashbacks. I always hated having to, like, hear about high that when I was counselors? in high school. Ooh. Yeah, and counselors being like, you know, you really need to think about your life and, like, all the things that are going to be happening. It was, yeah, so that was kind of believable. Uh, definitely, I think probably the most believable part of the show. The animations were cool. There's this whole entire sequence where uh, Kamala is talking about her final flourishes that she should use on her costume that Bruno has made. And they're just talking about different things like, oh, well, maybe you could go with like a Black Panther aesthetic or something like that. And you're seeing it drawn on the uh, walls. Like in shock, it reminded me a lot of the. So you're Legion talking about the scene. style, and, yeah. And a lot of people have compared it to. Do you have any comparisons? Well, like I said, that scene reminded me of Legion. I have actually Diary of a Wimpy Kid in middle school, the worst years of my life for movies and then TV shows. Almost exactly, never have I ever. The first <laughs> 35 minutes, especially. Okay. Yeah, so those those are pretty good, and the Never Have I Ever is on t- on point for a reason. But Scott Pilgrim versus the World—that's the movie that this sh- oh, show yeah, yeah, has yeah. been compared to the most. No, I can definitely see that because of like I was also about to say the vibrant colors in this show—it mm-hmm. it is so colorful. Definitely the most MCU like a colorful show that we've seen. It reminded me a lot of Saved by the Bell, the, the- reboot. Well, the creator of the show, Bisha K. Ali, you've actually seen his work before on the Loki show. He wrote the third episode, which I felt was the most Doctor Who-like. And when you say colorful, that definitely had a ton yeah, of color. That's the one where he's, like, tra- traveling the world with, like, the girl yeah, version different of himself. Planet. Yeah, on, on the train. And then yeah, it yeah, explodes. Yeah. No, <laughs> that makes sense. I, but I do have, a, like, a list of cons here. Um, so that's the end of your pros. Yeah, that's the end of my pros. My, my, stylistically, this has gotten a lot of credit. Yeah. yeah, aesthetically, it looked really good. But also, my cons, like... 
the first 35 minutes of it, like, of this show, were just boring and predictable. And even by the end, when, like, Kamala makes it back into her room, it was obvious that the mom was going to figure out that she was gone. Was it boring for a superhero show or boring for a coming-of-age show? I mean, for a coming-of-age show, it kind of fits. I think it was just boring for a superhero so show. So you kind of fall in the Rolling Stone. They said the same thing. They were like, for a coming-of-age, uh, this is perfect. Amon Vellani really does embody the character of Kamala Khan, and we see her growing up and going through the struggles of teenage life and everything about her life, making her question who she is and her identity. However, for a TV, for a superhero show and her learning about her origin story and all that, it's kind of just the same yeah, well, old, same old. I almost to like the most extreme same old, same old, because I didn't feel like the conversations that were happening between her parents or really between anyone were that like were that great. I just found it like really boring. I didn't see any like actual. Well, there are some differences. There are some notable differences from the comics. However, the conversations between her and her parents are basically how they fall down in the comics. That's probably the most correct comparison, except that so said, they, so their are, father was the one who was so strict. So they're following the source material. For like They're, the, they're following the source material. They switched out AvengerCon with uh, this random high school party. Uh, Zoe is more, I guess, passive-aggressive kind to her. She never was like a close friend, but she was more just always like, oh, I love your outfit. But, she's she's you know, kind of, she's kind of passive-aggressive in the first scene we see with her, because Zoe and Kamala run into each other. Does she have a boyfriend? Uh, not from She I almost saw. drowns in the first episode. Like, that might be where she gets hit by the Thor's hammer. Oh, you mean the first issue? Yeah, in the first yeah. issue, she almost drowns. And so what happens is the uh, there's a difference in how Kamala gets her powers, what her powers actually are. Right, because uh, we don't see it this episode. I didn't, I didn't even really know what they were. Yeah, so in this, in the TV series, it seems like she just is gifted her powers yeah. basically on uh, from an amulet or, or yeah. a specific type of bracelet that her like grandma gave her or right. something. Um, but in the comics, she is inhuman in the comics, which that storyline really doesn't follow the MCU's current universe. So that's why they switched it up a little bit. Uh, Black Bolt, you remember from Doctor Strange, yep. releases this Terrigen Mist, which is a mutagen that unlocks Inhumans' abilities. And so she gets absorbed in it after she leaves the party and she finds herself in a cocoon talking to her imagination of all these different Marvel superheroes and saying, I want to be just like you guys. And when she awakens, she looks like Captain Marvel, but she doesn't like it because suddenly she's like being hit on by a homeless <laughs> person and and then she realizes she has to help people like everywhere and, and she's feeling uncomfortable in her own skin. It's like so, a cautionary tale of like almost kind of meeting exactly. your heroes. But the difference in the comic book, and if you were going to critique the comic, it does happen rather quickly where she's like, oh my God, this isn't actually what I want. It was like she wished for it. <laughs> she's wanted that her whole life. And two seconds later, she's like, no, thank you. So there but, is there is a Captain Marvel, but there's almost like a, oh, I guess that's where like kind of the Hulk comparison comes in. Like the big Hulk mini Hulk, there's like an actual Captain Marvel and then there's her being oh, there's Captain not Marvel. only a, is Captain Marvel might make an appearance in this show, as well as the fact that they're all going to be in the same movie next year when the, the Marvel movie comes out next year. Wait, wait. The, the, Jude Law and everybody, they're all returning. This, this oh, is all so you're saying, set for a movie. So Miss Marvel, you're saying, is going to show up in the next Captain Marvel movie? Yes. Okay. It's going to be a collaboration of different Marvel characters. Because if you remember, I think Jude Law's original name was something Marvel. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, 
but she gets these powers and her powers are so different than the way that they're described here because she's not only able to change the way she looks, she can make herself grow and be huge and strong like Ant-Man. She can stretch her arms and have like giant fists and such. So like, yeah. Uh, like Mr. Fantastic. Um, and then she's also like, she can save 15% on her car insurance by saving, this was not just kidding. Okay. Um, I just felt like I was selling something when I was saying this. Basically her powers are such a big mixed bag that I understand why they de-escalated them. Also, she can heal like Wolverine. Mm. So no, <laughs> they were basically like too much. Uh, however, they did kind of go in the complete opposite direction than what the original writer for the comics in 2013 was envisioning this g willow wilson gwendolyn willow wilson who wrote the comics she wanted to take this really authentic take on the pakistani american culture iman Vellani is actually pakistani canadian but she is obsessed with marvel apparently her whole room has it and so like they tried to cast her okay yeah exactly. so yeah yeah so she is that person almost and uh but crafting kamala as miss marvel when she was writing when gwendolyn was writing this um she worried about islamophobia as well as the blowback from the muslim community about how this character was depicted because it wasn't going to be wearing a headscarf or a hijab or anything she wanted it to be as because most girls who grow up muslim now choose not to um but she did say this creating kamala's power set was hands down the most difficult part of the character creation process we spent months going back and forth about what her power set should be how it should function, how it should look on the page. It was really tough. I knew from the beginning I didn't want her to have sparkly, hand-wavy, floaty, pretty Hmm. powers. There were plenty of those. I really wanted to have her have something kinetic, a bit weirder looking, something that would be really fun to look at. Um, And then when she heard about the show, she was like really thrilled that it was being made, but at the same time gave almost a prophetic statement saying she's got very comic booky powers. God bless them for trying to bring that to live action. I don't know how that's going to work. So if you take that all into account, Again, you can understand why they changed them. However, they did sort of make them sparkly and hand wavy, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like they might have wanted to opt for something other than that. Like, I understand they wanted to make the generational connectivity between her and her her um, her heritage, you know, mm. through the through the bracelet. However, making it not about her identity when the rest of the show and the rest of the comic is so much about her and how she's yeah, feeling, like that's the full. It feels like episode. it separates the abilities a little bit. And uh, also, when, also, but but, it, but this person's right when they say that body stretching and morphing is really, really hard to do in live action. Yeah, in 2005. Like it looks it, so bad. In 2005, it looked ridiculous whenever they were trying to do it with like the Fantastic Four. I will say that when it got to the parts with like or the power burst, that's just what I'm going to call them, like out of the artifact. Although the show looked great and had like all the colors and stuff, I thought that the special effects like of her like doing that when it was just like coming out of her wrist weren't actually that great. Disney channel-ish yeah very very much so <laughs> and there's also some cringy humor some of the lines come off a little cringe these are all the criticisms that have been yeah no in, in terms of in terms of humor i really wasn't laughing that much like i it was just like kid humor i i'm, I'm surprised that i haven't like heard a lot of the reviews because i i felt like a lot of reviews are going to point out just how kid friendly this was it felt the like guardian? i was just yeah the guardian gave it five stars really said it has a charismatic star i mean she's only 19 years old she was like 17 when they shot it uh, it's got a nine 95% critic score, an 88% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. The IMDb score is fluctuating right now. It's kind of a mix of you can't tell if it's just being bombed.
bombed or because it was like five when it first came out before anybody had seen the episodes. And then it suddenly turned into a 6.7 and it's just been moving around. I'm going to, so I'm gonna... I, I don't actually know what that means. And then as I said, the Rolling Stone is stones gave it sort of a, the same review that you did say good coming of age thing, uninspired superhero story. Vulture also said, Miss Marvel enthusiasm is infectious. So Mostly you're going to find places that are pro this show. I thought that this show was going to be hated. I, I actually really did. I, I didn't think that people were going to be as into it as they as they were. Because, like, I, I was going to give this episode, like, maybe a 5 out of 10. I know that That's I, fine for you. you. You might just not be the right. audience. No, and I, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, but because, like, in the end, even though I had, like, a lot of, like, pros, I feel like my cons being the fact that the first 35 minutes are just, like, a block of exposition. Also, when she has, like, that driving test, yeah. that never comes into play for the rest of the episode. Oh. Like, it, she literally backs into the person's car and then the parents like take her home and they Even don't the talk about her finish the driving as part of the I was expecting it to line. somehow play in but yeah no uh, so I mean yeah I guess I guess wasn't the target audience there were several other names that were rumored to be taking the casting for this role before Mandalani like who uh, some some famous people there's four names here that I have and one of them actually wasn't considered but I wanted to see if you could guess which one wasn't uh, there's Maitre Ramakrishnan who is the lead in Never have I ever? I said that was coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Geraldine Viswanathan, who was from Blockers, Miracle Workers. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you know who I'm talking about. There's Liza Koshi from YouTube, <laughs> and then there's Arishi Razi Khan, a 20 year old famous Pakistani actress and host. One of those actually wasn't considered. I know that Liza Koshi must have been considered. That feels like too much of something. That feels like too much of a trick question. I would maybe go with a Miracle Workers person. Nope, it was Liza Koshy. Oh, However, wow. the Miracle Workers person is 26, so it would have been interesting if they had cast her to have to play 10 years younger. Um, and then, uh, But it wouldn't have been super surprising for Liza Koshy to have been considered because the dad's character, Mohan Kapoor, that's who he is in real life, he is an Indian actor as well because Liza Koshy is right. Indian. Part of the reason why uh, Maitre Ramakrishnan didn't take the roles because she says she's uh, Tamil, not Pakistani. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it didn't feel right. And in Pakistan, they don't actually have Disney+. Plus. So what they're doing is they're showing this show in the theater. Really? Yeah. Three two-part, I guess, movies that they're showing in (laughs) Pakistan. And, yeah, we talked about how her powers could have been different. And one of the things that I thought would be the best would have been if they'd done a Shazam type thing. Because that kid had a similar identity crisis. He was younger, obviously. But then he transformed into this big superhero who could do whatever he wanted. And as he, like, grew up, he realized that he didn't necessarily need that um, in order to be a super-powered character, right? So, like, with her, I don't know. It just I, didn't, feels I didn't like, see Shazam when I was watching this thing. Like, it didn't really remind me It's of also that. been compared to Into the Spider-Verse. It, it's, it, but you liked Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. even though that was for a younger audience. Um, the soundtrack's got a lot of acclaim. There's this Rosie by Eva B that plays out the episode, which people were bringing up. And then the directors of the episode, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falal, uh, they directed the first um, two episodes of Snowfall, as well as the Bad Boys for Life movie. They're set to direct Beverly Hills Cop 4. So they've had a lot of experience. And it makes me hopeful for the next few episodes in the series because that's directed by someone who did the f- two of the best episodes of For All Mankind. So there is reason to be optimistic for the show, even though you didn't like it. But I understand the reasons why you didn't like it. Do you want to do a quick recap on that again? 
Uh, yeah, it was the fact that it was, like, the first 35 minutes felt like it could have been any show at all. Uh, the special effects didn't look that great when she was actually using her powers and just kind of boring and predictable. Okay, so 5 out of 10 for you. The rest of uh, the critics seem to be on board with it. And uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.